Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Inside Purple and Gold. All right, back with Inside Purple and Gold. Uh, We've just talked about the Vikings passing offense and their struggles and our thoughts on remedies there. Um, Started the show with kind of the rookie class stock report. Uh, If you're enjoying what you're listening to, please like, subscribe, follow this podcast um, on any platform that you listen to. Make sure that you're getting all the episodes onto your phone as soon as they come out, um, as we continue to kind of roll in through this season into the week four matchup in London against the Saints. We will preview that on Thursday. Dane, let's get into the defense here. Um, there's probably more to address on this side. Biggest problems and how you would address it. What's your biggest concern right now with this Vikings defense? The secondary. That's always going to be my answer. Like, And I'm not entirely sure how to address it right now because like, it's just personnel. The guys are the guys. And whether it's just kind of hubris on the organization's part and thinking like these guys were going to just get better, or it was just like kind of a little bit of malpractice and just not going out and addressing this issue. Like you kind of made your bed with this, this secondary right now. And Patrick Peterson, we've kind of ragged on him quite a bit. Like he's just not a number one corner anymore. He's not, um, he can post whatever he wants on Twitter about how he locked up this, this, you know, Josh Reynolds um, on a, on a deep route on, on fourth down or whatever, third down on Sunday, he posted a, a lock lock emoji after one of his highlights. And it was like the only play he made all game. I mean, yeah, not to risk too much on him, but pretty good play. But I mean, like uh, we don't need to just don't post anything. Um, it's okay to say nothing. Um, but like no, like he he's just not a number one corner anymore. Cam Danzler, I don't. I, the jury's so still far out on him to me. Like maybe he's just like just uh, and is what he is. Like he shows flashes where he looks like a physical corner. He's long. He's rangy. But he just like doesn't follow the technique that I think that they're they're coaching. And I think that's why you see him. He got benched in training camp for like a week. Um, he was he was running with the twos. Um, you saw him get benched against the Eagles and the Lions, like because for Caleb Evans, because he just wasn't doing the right thing. Like, I don't know how good Cam Dantzler is. I guess my remedy to the secondary would be like cross your fingers and pray really hard that that Andrew Booth is good and that Andrew Booth is going to come back and be healthy and stay on the field. He showed flashes. Um, we talked a lot about Andrew Booth in the first segment. He was good in training camp when he was on the field. Maybe he's going to be good, um, but he has to stay healthy for, for us to even be able to discuss that. That's my solution. Just hope Andrew Booth is good. Hope you hit on a second round talent that was probably good enough to be a first round talent. 
and then maybe give a Caleb Evans, just start working him into the, the fold more. Um, I think he's an unproven commodity, but the other guys are proven kind of in the opposite direction. I'm not saying bench Patrick Peterson. He's still probably one of your best cornerbacks um, just because of the personnel in the room. He's a good veteran in the room, um, but he's getting beat consistently. Um, Josh Reynolds had almost hundred yards. Amon Ross St. Brown would have guaranteed had hundred yards had he been healthy um, the whole game on Sunday. Um, you're staring down the shoot of, of Michael Thomas and Chris Alave Sunday in London. Um, Michael Thomas still not sure if he is what he, what he once was, but or he's still he's a big play. body. Yeah. yeah he's, 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 he's suffering injury in that in the game last week. Um, Chris Olave looks pretty good. They have Jarvis Landry. Um, it's not like a murderer's row of pass catchers. Um, but I think even a group like that could give the Vikings secondary problems. Um, that's my biggest issue with this defense right now. I'm not really sure how to fix it. Yeah. Um, I, I think it kind of comes down to the pass rush, um, simply because like the secondary kind of is what it is. And I, I frankly, Frankly, like I, I think their defensive approach is right for this team. Uh, you know, sit back, give up yards, bend, 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 bend. Hope you stop them to a field goal, um, and try to hope that you give up, you know, three hundred fifty yards, but just twenty points. Um, like I think that's that's probably the way to go with this group. Uh, but it can be the the way it gets more effective is if there's more pass rush. And I don't, you know, I don't know if we've seen like I see like Hunter and Zadarius Smith stunting on a lot of plays, um, but they're just not beating tackles. And I do think that might change as the matchups get a little easier. Like Detroit and Philadelphia mentioned this time and again, like top five offensive lines, the both of them. Um, so like, mm -hmm. it's not the most fair to judge like what Hunter and Smith are doing against those guys, but they weren't making any plays. It's not like, Oh, they were limited to just like a couple pressures. Like Jared Goff was pretty clean the entire game. Um, I don't know, move them around, put Smith inside, like, do something like find different answers up front uh, to try to create, give different looks. We talked about that. I think we saw it more in the Green Bay games. I don't think we saw enough of it against Detroit. Like Daniel Hunter's not winning on the outside, so put him inside right now. Like I don't, I don't know if the stand-up position and maybe that's just not this place for him. Like you, you have to come up with different things. So like I'm not saying it's Daniel Hunter is the old Daniel Hunter, but he's still the best you've got. So Darius Smith is still the best you've got. Put him in different situations to where they can find different ways to get to the quarterback some because. This defense, like this is probably what you have to do with the secondary, but it will never work if there is no pressure up front. And I don't think blitzing is the answer because I do think you'll give up more chunk plays. Um, and that's how you give up 30 points in the game instead of 24. And that's a lot harder to keep up with. But like you've got to find different ways up front to make something happen. And like maybe maybe you send Eric Kendricks more, um, you know, because as we've seen with him on the delayed blitz, he gets home a lot. Um, he might be one of the mm -hmm. best in the NFL at that, frankly, at picking his spot. So like. I don't know, tell them to be even more aggressive there, but you've got to generate more pressure. Um, and I, I don't really know what the solution is either, but I do think, like, put Zedaria Smith inside, try different things, because, you know, maybe get situations where it's, like, third and nine, like, you should have four ends on the field um, and just see what you get, because this right now, this no-pressure thing is just going to get eaten alive time and again. Yeah, and kind of to that point about maybe just the personnel, it doesn't always have to be DJ Wanham rotating in for – Zadarius Smith and, and Daniel Hunter. And, and and we've seen it in spots where those three are on the field together at the same time. I think he leads the team in pressures this year. DJ Wanham does. Um, some of that probably comes from being on the field with a Zadarius Smith and a, and a Daniel Hunter, or maybe both of them at the same time, but keep going to that. Like he's getting home, uh, you know, a couple of times that he has two sacks this year. Um, so you, you, what about blitzing? You don't feel blitzing is, is the right 
is the right move? Cause I know you feel pretty strongly that like they have to stay back in coverage. Um, and if you're blitzing, you are inherently not staying back in, in, in this shell coverage. No, I just think we've seen guys get beat too much. Um, we've seen Patrick Peterson get beat a lot. He should have gotten beat for like a 60 yard touchdown. If Josh Reynolds knows the ball is coming and looks up for it. Um, last week, like, it's just it's too common. We saw him get cooked by Christian Watson. Like I just think if you if you have these guys get challenged three times, they're going to get cooked for a big play. One of those. Um, it's it, that's just the evidence we've seen. Now, if you want to give it a shot, um, frankly, just to say, hey, fans, here we go. We're going to give it a try. Uh, we will put him up there and have him, you know, get up there and go one on one against you know, yeah, like Chris Olave, who goes deep pretty much every single play, um, and see what happens. Um, Maybe that'll just be like, hey, maybe they'll rise up to the challenge. Maybe uh, maybe Cam Dance was like, this is what I've been waiting for. This is what I'm good at. Uh, but right now what they're doing is, I mean, they're they're winning games unimpressively, but they're they're winning games. I mean, they're keeping point totals low. Like the most points they've given up is 24. Um, you can at least live with that. It does stink from like a ball control thing. Like when you're on the field a lot um, because you're giving up a ton of yards, the offense then isn't on the field a lot. Uh, it is kind of a give and take, but I just think, Blitzing is not the answer. Um, like, I think this thing is broken, but not to a point where maybe even needs fixing, which is, I mean, it needs to be fixed in the off season, not right now, in my opinion. Yeah. Kind of goes against our whole, uh, our whole last couple of segments where our remedies, the, the offensive remedies exist with get the ball to Justin Jefferson and put CJ Hammond pass pro. Yeah. Mark. The remedies don't exist on defense. This just is what they, they, they are what they are. They were a bad defense in the final two years under Mike Zimmer. The training camp hype, the Kool-Aid kind of got me. I was like, oh, this could be a top 10 defense if, if, if the pass rush can get home. Surprise, surprise, it can't. And Jace is looking more right in that standpoint where uh, it's probably just going to be a pretty average to be low average defense this year. I am interested, like – I'm not full. I'm not team no blitz completely. I I would. I think it, you got to mix it in here and there. I mean, I and said I, I like it, when Kendricks comes. Yeah, I guess. But like, I think it's okay. Like, send a corner there, and like, if if you get beat, you get beat. And then I, you, you even said as much. Like, yeah, if you want to try something different, go ahead. Um, I, I think it's okay to be a little bit different, a little bit multiple. Um, you heard them talk so much this, this off season about how like, Oh, the defense is always going to, we're going to show you one thing before the snap and we're going to be something completely different after it. And like, they're just the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. Um, it's easy to kind of dice up when you know, they're just going to sit in umbrella coverage. I understand the give and take of like, well, we're kind of doing that for a reason. Um, to your point about like, just Ben don't break. You heard Patrick Peterson kind of say that after the game. Um, like they did hold the lions to 24 points. The lions were averaging 34 points per game. So like at the end of the day, the defense did their job of like limiting the lions to 10 points less than they were averaging entering the game. Um, so I think when you hear Patrick Peterson say things like that, maybe you're on to something, Jace, maybe that's just going to be the strategy all year. Just, let teams score. Just don't let them score all the all touchdowns all the time. Like they're probably going to march down the field on this defense. It's not that great, but you know, just limit them in, in the moments you have to. It's something the defense did pretty well on Sunday um, for as much as they struggled. They came up with the big fourth and one stop Daniel Hunter. Um, Cam Bynum actually had a pretty good play to diagnose that run. Um, watching back the tape, big, big fourth and one stop. Um, obviously, held on third down and then was aided by Dan Campbell 
not going for it on fourth down, kicking a field goal. But the defense did come up with the stops when they needed to on Sunday. Maybe that's something they can do moving forward. I mean, we've seen him. We saw him do it against Green Bay. Um, we saw you know the goal line stop there. We saw him do it against yeah. Detroit. Like that's two out of three where it's like, okay, you know, yeah, you can you can let the other team move the ball down the field, but if you make the big plays at the end of drives, at the end of games, like that's all you really need. Um, they've done enough right now, and frankly, like I don't even. I think we'd be talking about this as a better unit if the offense was playing better. Um, you know, if they were fewer three and out some, if, if the offense was putting more together then the defense, I think could be even more successful. So maybe part of it for the defense is, Hey, offense also play well, um, because mm-hmm. then it takes some pressure off that unit, um, to the same degree. All right. Uh, I think that's all we have for this episode on Thursday. We'll come back and we will talk saints Vikings preview in London. What do we think about the matchup? What do we think about the Vikings going out so late when the saints have been there since Monday and the Vikings are arriving on Friday, who is that advantage? Um, so logistics, football, we're going to break it all down uh, on Thursday's episode as, as we look forward to this week for early Sunday morning, 8.30 local kickoff affair. Uh, for now, that's all. Jace Frederick, Dane Mizutani, Inside Purple and Gold. Thanks so much for listening. Follow, like, subscribe. Make sure you're coming with us for the entire ride of this season. We'll catch you next time. Goodbye.